You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd, and this is Tom Talks. Hello and welcome to Tom Talks, the talk show where we totally talk Tom Cruise. Today we'll be talking about Mission Impossible ghost protocol and with me is a very special guest uh she is currently getting her mph in public health communication she's memorized all of the incredibles and she owns a mini glowing taco bell that lives on her bookshelf please welcome to the show my sister tori mudd tori how are you doing we're good there's a lot to do but this is more fun you we've had you on before but now you're actually a guest and not a voice actor we had not a you voice on... actor or in the bottom half of the worst episode i could have been on true yeah we, we used you as a buffer and a voice actor before but it, now we'll actually get to ask you interview type questions uh you know like a regular guest i'm a regular guest everybody i'm happy to hear it been upgraded i mean you've heard the show you you know the show better than anyone at this point so i'm going to talk about the fun facts you sent me let's talk first about the incredibles i think let's let's start Mm -hmm. because i'm not quite sure how recently have you tested your incredibles knowledge Okay, now he- now here's the thing about The Incredibles is that I did in fact test it pretty recently and I was still pretty proud of my knowledge, but I worry that I may need to adjust my fun facts now because uh, I've given myself a solid 80% still, which I feel is still respectable. That is, that is wildly, res- especially when it comes to a two-hour-ish movie. I guess an hour and a half, but still... <laughs> A two-hour movie that came out a decade ago that, like, I don't watch with any regularity, that it's just, like, kind of in my life. Yeah. How many times do you think you've watched it? Oh, my God. At least 100. But I I said that, like, so confidently. I truly don't know. I feel like I've watched it multiple times a year, every year I've had human memories. Okay. Yeah. So so it, it... It could be getting up there. Could be getting close to 100, probably. It adds up. When was the last time you watched it, though? Oh, I had a I had a grad school meltdown, and I needed a film. So probably a month ago, a couple weeks sure. ago. Yeah. yeah. You do what you got to do. This is actually this is probably the best episode to have you on because it is a Brad Bird movie. It's Brad Bird's live-action debut is this movie. I got very excited. Brad Bird's career is of great interest to me. I say is I know very little about Brad Bird as a person, but I feel like I know his works exceptionally well. You you certainly do. You could do a podcast. You know them well enough. Um, I could, yeah, just do a podcast on The Iron Giant, The Incredibles, five episodes of The Simpsons, and Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, and of course... All, a podcast. All of the stuff he's produced, which is uh, just Pixar. He's produced all of Pixar, pretty much. I don't. I don't understand why they hired him for Mission Impossible. Other directors it doesn't make any sense to me. But I feel like he did a good job. He he did a good job. Other directors in the running include Edgar Wright and J.J. Abrams. Oh man, 
Okay, J.J. Abrams, I'll, I'll take your leave. But yeah, I think you and I, both big Edgar Wright fans. Yeah, he was, he was had a editing time. Scott Pilgrim when he got the offer, and he's like, I'm busy. Oh, man. It would have been so good. Because um, they, they were going to hire him because he's a friend of Simon Pegg, who, of course, plays Benji. Um, it would have been good. It would have been so good. I was talking to you about this. I do believe that Shaun of the Dead is a perfect movie. I stand by that. I want you to elaborate on that because I don't know. What are your criteria for perfect movie? Okay. First up, you have to define for me what makes a compelling movie. Okay. Well, because I think it's it, it's different genre to genre, right? Like that's, uh-huh. So let's say it's in the genre of action thriller, which is what I would classify Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is comedy action thriller. I'd See, say. now that's interesting because I would call it a horror romantic comedy. See? <laughs> but I, okay. I think that you're valid with action thrillers. So, okay, tell me what an action thriller needs and okay. I'll tell you why Shaun of the Dead matches it perfectly. Action thriller needs high stakes, compelling characters, um, interesting stunts. So, so, you know, visually pleasing, like voyeuristic stunt quality. And a roaring good time that takes itself just slightly too seriously. That's what I say. Like a, mm. a good action thriller. It, it, but the the zombies changes it, I suppose, because it's in a league with things like um, Zombieland. It's in a league with things like um, I was gonna say Love Simon. That's not the zo- <laughs> what, what yeah. am I thinking? You of? know, everybody's favorite <laughs> zombie movie. <laughs> Zombie movie, Love, Simon. Warm Bodies, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. Mixed up. Like, look, don't get me wrong. Both are deeply compelling love stories, but in such different ways, in such a different cultural landscape. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Warm Bodies, Love, Simon. Um, Okay, with with those categories, I feel like Shaun of the Dead hits that. I feel like there is a lot of compelling action, I feel like there's a lot of like a mix of practical and uh, like CGI stunts that are just fun to watch. Uh, for the horror movie fans, there is a, a healthy amount of gore, uh, but not like in an Evil Dead like there, there's too much kind of way. Sure. Uh, but it's also just genuinely funny, and I, I, yeah, I'm I'm invested in every single character. What I'm saying is, I wish Edgar Wright had gotten me invested in Mission Impossible. He might have been the only one to do it. I don't, I, you know, I'm going to ask you about your, your degree, but I know it's a stressful degree, so we don't have to talk too much about it. How is, how is your studies going for public health communication? And also, what does yeah. MPH stand for? Okay. Um, yeah, so for the audience at home, I am currently getting uh, my master's in public health, uh, which is what MPH stands for. Um, and I am in the final weeks of this degree. Um, as of recording this, there are uh, four weeks left until all of my stuff is due, which means I'm just kind of dissociating. I'm just kind of dissociating in research projects and finals. Uh, and we're having a good time. But yeah, I, I concentrate in public health communication. And so the goal is that I would one day have a job um, that helps communicate important public health initiatives to the general public. Uh, so that people actually care and listen because it is a difficult climate for those things. True. <laughs> too too tricky. 
too oof. too tricky big for sure. Oof constantly. A big, big oof. Um but yeah, I don't need to ask you more because I know it's and I know it's stressful. We don't need to talk about academics. This is a fun time show. We in it. I can say I'm um one of my final research projects, I'm conducting a study of mental health on TikTok, which is fun. That if all goes according to plan, I may be one of the first academics to, you know, fingers crossed, if I get my act together, uh, publish a paper on TikTok. So that feels chaotic and fun. That would be super chaotic and fun. I'm imagining you going on talk shows and things. Oh, God. Don't even. mm, I can't be in a studio with people. No. (laughs) No, no. They they do them on Zoom nowadays. (laughs) Oh, okay. I can do that. They get academics to, to teleconference in. That's what this is. This is a talk show. Yeah. 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 Tom talk. Tom talk show. Tom talk. Tom talk show. How is the mini Taco Bell doing? Is it living amongst your other miniatures? It lives actually distant from my one other mini miniature thing. Um, it lives on top of my bookshelf like a beacon of hope and when i'm truly when i'm in i'm in the depths when i'm hanging by a thread that is when i plug in the taco bell <laughs> so it glows like a like a purple beacon <laughs> above it all it's pretty great gotta gotta cherish your taco bells mm-hmm. uh, are, when when's your most recent taco bell purchase and what is your go-to taco bell order oh uh, okay well my you know, I'm very thankful that my Taco Bell has finally brought potatoes back. There was a dark potatoless period. I I did order Taco Bell uh, this week, this weekend. It happens. Um, but probably cheesy gordita crunch, a spicy potato soft taco. Oh, and then, okay, and then a cheesy uh, bean and rice burrito, and then a large Baja Blast. Ooh. That is where it's at. Chef's kiss, 10 out of 10. Just I tried, this. I finally tried the queso lupa and it was okay. <laughs> they accidentally gave me story, two, man. They, they gave oh. me two queso lupas. So I, I extra filled up because I got all the stuff that I normally get. And I generally will rotate one of my items out for a seasonal item or a specialty item. And then they gave me two and I was like, this is too much food. I'm going to eat it anyways. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell. Um, but my Taco Bell here, they brought back potatoes, but they got rid of chicken during uh, quarantine. So I've only had beef there. So I go very rarely. So now I can get beef or potatoes, but no chicken. And I'm like, this is, it's yes. not worth it. It's hardly worth it. It's not worth it. No, no, no. Although vegetarian Taco Bell is pretty lit. Well, this is Tom Talks. We should probably talk some Tom. Um, how, how familiar would you say you are with Tom Cruise's filmography? I'm more familiar now that you shared your nightmarish spreadsheet with me. I think that I had at the, like a parting glance of uh, Tom Cruise's career uh, before you started this project. I now feel very informed <laughs> about Tom Cruise and his shenanigans. Valid. Um, what What is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? I've showed you a few now. <laughs> yeah. And look, how can you pick a favorite how can you even do that as you pull up the spreadsheet? There's just, there's so many options. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this and I couldn't think of one before and I'm struggling now. So we're just gonna, I love, 
I think if I'm being honest with myself, it has to be Rock of Ages. And that feels kind of grim. That's a grim answer. You know, it's an interesting answer. It's an answer that I don't get a lot. (laughs) I stand by it. Jerry Maguire? No. Few Good Men? Absolutely not. Rain Man? Couldn't care. Top Gun? Absolutely not. Risky Business? No. Outsiders? Fuck it. (laughs) It is Rock of Ages or nothing. (laughs) Okay, That's, that's valid. It is, you know... It has its merits. You get to see um, Alec Baldwin and uh, Russell Brand kiss. That's a plus. Like, literally, what more do you want in a film? Right? You get to see Brian Cranston get spanked with a ruler. I, I remember very little from this movie. I need I, to really watch it. And as you're saying this, I'm realizing that I remember literally nothing about Rock of Ages. I remember that Tom Cruise is in it. I remember Alec Baldwin is in it. Everything you've described so far lit up absolutely no memories. I feel like there is a blonde woman. Julianne Huff? Sure. That could be said of any of these films. Julianne Huff of Grease Live fame? (laughs) You're saying a lot of words, and I I support Julianne Huff. Never heard her name until this moment. She's also in the modern remake of Footloose. Oh, (laughs) Who remade Footloose and when? What? It has like, I, I, I want to say it has either Ansel Elgort or Miles Teller in it. What are you saying? I can't Hold remember. On. I know that like we're in a podcast and I shouldn't Google things. No, no, no. You're, you're free to Google things on Footloose. air. <laughs> I need you, you didn't to know, know there was a Footloose finger, remake? My fingers were on the wrong keys and instead of Footloose, I typed Gootlust. <laughs> so I'm Googling that instead. <laughs> Well, okay. I, I, it's Miles Teller. I did. I double checked. Um, so instead of when it will, did this happen? Two thousand eleven. They remade Footloose in, in the a, same in a year as the Mission thing. Impossible that came out that we're talking about. Y- yeah. Did these movies compete with one another? I mean, not in the same genre, but it all goes <laughs> back to the cruise. Well, what is the most Tom Cruise thing that you've ever done? Uh, be short. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I don't, I'll take it. I don't live an interesting life. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you know what? I, I'll change my answer. Be short. Be big fan of Nicole Kidman. Okay. Is that the one he was married to? Is yeah, that the was, one? He was married to her and Katie Holmes. So. Phew. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. I got my Tom Cruise facts down. Got him on lock. Got him on lock. Well, my, my last Tom Cruise question, it was less of a question. You know what it is. You listen mm-hmm. to the show. I'm going to give you one minute to say whatever you want to Tom Cruise. Uh, after the show is all said and done, I'm going to super cut all of those minutes together to have a 45-minute long message to Tom. I don't, I, you know, I don't think I need to prep. I feel like I no have prep? a lot to say to Tom. All righty. Then your minute starts now. Hi there, Tom. Uh, I wanted to say hi. My, my name is Tori, currently getting a master's in public health. Uh, and so I want to start with a big thank you for that fun, spicy little COVID rant that went viral. Uh, I listened to it. I had a grand old time. I feel like it's conversations um, and speeches from people who have as much power as you that actually could make a difference in things like that, but from becoming super spreader events. And so I actually 
really respected that. Now, whether or not it was a publicity stunt to just uh, make you look good, uh, it's it's difficult to say, but I'll say it worked on me. I respect you a little bit more. So I wanna thank you for that. Uh, But with my final moments, I'd just like to say, hey, just tell the world what happened between you, Nicole Kidman and Stanley Kubrick. I just wanna know. I just really wanna know. Uh, what happened behind closed doors and for our audience at home if you don't know uh, just go back and listen to that episode but Tom uh, you could just email me personally I'll drop my phone number in the comments Uh, thank you (laughs) I always forget about the the Stanley Kubrick thing I can't I cannot and will not my 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 issue with your theory that Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman and Stanley Kubrick had a threesome is that this was Stanley Kubrick's last movie. He was like making this movie on his deathbed. Yeah. And on his deathbed, <laughs> he politely asked Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. He, uh, what is it? He immodest proposaled them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, it's so cursed and bad. But I, I truly feel that Tom Cruise would feel better if we just talked about it. If we just brought that out into the open. Yeah, he he probably would feel a little bit better. Well, we're going to go into a quick commercial break. Then after the commercial break, we are going to do an impossible mission. So stay tuned after this. This is Tom Scared for the Borgen Project. Each year, nearly two million children die from preventable diseases. Each day, 30,000 people die from hunger. 500 each hour are children the Borgen Project is turning this around. We need your help. To learn more, go to borgenproject.org. That's B-O-R-G-E-N project.org. Biking in Chicago is more than just a mode of transportation. It's a lifestyle. It's convenient, affordable, and with 13,000 bike racks, parking is never a problem. But with every reward comes a sidecar of risk. In Chicago, over 1,700 cyclists a year are killed or injured in bike accidents involving motor vehicles. Bike safety is simple. First, become familiar with Chicago bike laws. Know your hand signals and when to use them. Love your brain. Get a bike helmet that fits your noggin and deck it out with a headlamp and some reflective gear for riding at night. Bike at least three to four feet away from parked cars to avoid being struck by a car door being opened. Motorists can do their part, too, by checking their side view mirrors for bike traffic before exiting their vehicle. Most importantly, remember that we're sharing the road. Looking out for both ourselves and each other is the only way to keep Chicago's roads safe, no matter what your wheels look like. For more information on bike safety in Chicago, visit www.chicagobikes.org. This public service announcement was brought to you by Radio DePaul, Chicago's college connection. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd and this is Tom Talks. I'm here with my sister Tori and we are about to do an impossible mission. Our mission today is to uh, theorize and create a Tom Cruise themed tarot deck. Um, We're talking major and minor arcana. If we have the time, we'll see how far we can get. Uh, so your mission, our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to create a Tom Cruise tarot deck in 30 minutes or less. Uh, our time begins now. Okay. And I just want to say, anytime we hit an impasse, I will be shuffling tarot cards. And here's the thing, is that I am bad with tarot. Um, I know more about tarot than I do about Tom Cruise, and that's not to say that I'm a tarot expert. Uh, so I feel like anytime we reach an impasse, we're just going to take whatever card falls out of here and we're just going to trust it. 
We're just gonna trust. Him. Okay. And and these don't necessarily all have to be Tom Cruise characters. They can also be things within the realm of Tom Cruise. So some of these could be like Nicole Kidman things. Some of them could be Scientology things. So we can make that clear also. Um, okay. So well, if we get super stuck. You know what? Let's start with Nicole Kidman um, because I feel that that is uh, good and proper. Um, so within the major arcana, I feel like there are a lot of strong, powerful feminine forces, uh, mm-hmm. and it's up to us to decide whether she is a high priestess or empress. And th- I mean, there, okay. are so, there are so many tarot cards. I can't express to you how many. Well, there, there are. There are a ton of tarot cards. Well, what we can even do is we can do her characters from specific movies as well. So mm. I'm trying to think, because Empress is what? Motherhood, fertility, nature. Mm-hmm. There's not really, I suppose she plays a mom in the third of their films. but I'm saying that it's just literally Nicole Kidman, not even oh, a character. Not even it's the character. It's just the power of Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. As, as an Empress or, um, oh wait, a high, the High Priestess has to be specifically Nicole Kidman in... Um, eyes wide shut though because of okay. pressed feelings loss of inner voice etc etc et i love it okay and we have a lot to go through so we'll just we'll jot that down cool uh we'll so high priestess nicole kidman eyes wide shut empress yeah. nicole kidman proper just nicole kidman proper just general mm-hmm. nicole okay yeah just nicole kidman thriving we can say nicole kidman comma Red I, hair, comma thriving. It could also be the the woman from Jerry Maguire, though, who is much more of a motherly influence because the kid from Stuart Little's in that one as her kid. I do love that kid. Can we get him in here somewhere? We couldn't for sure. Is there a place that the the kid from Jerry Maguire fits in? Yeah, uh, there's definitely some cards that represent uh, childhood, childlike wonderment. That's so because I think new beginnings. Renee Zellweger from that's that that's her name as the empress makes some sense especially if it's motherhood and dependence smothering that feels very jerry Maguire. okay here's what we'll probably do the the kid from jerry Maguire, um the pages uh so for our listener at home uh who may not know tarot cards as well uh there are four different um i don't even know the categories connor suits suits yeah yeah like like a normal deck of cards but they're fun and magic uh, so those are wands cups swords and pentacles um and so within that there's the the classic cards so two three four five six seven eight nine ten ace uh and then there's also knights kings queens and pages uh and pages tend to be like the kind of child like learning like apprentice kind of figure um okay so, so with that i think we should we should put the like any tom cruise child or tom cruise movie child okay. as the pages so the 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 children in tom cruise movies are the kid from jerry Maguire, the kid from interview with a vampire um which <gasps> is uh kirsten dunst my favorite um, tom cruise kid right the war of the world's kids um, don't care about them 
one of them i don't know and then oh god the i mean he plays a kid in a couple movies but he doesn't have a kid in a lot of movies he very rarely plays a father which i think is is something very important to to point out we can say the monkey from rock of ages is technically his kid uh amazing okay so i'm putting the monkey from rock of ages as the page of swords that all right and now that correct. that represents curiosity restlessness uh, but it can also be deception, manipulation. Okay. <laughs> so that childlike um, energy. I'm for sure going to put Kirsten Dunst as the Page of Pentacles, which represents um, ambition and desire um, and diligence, which is very, that is like her whole thing is like, she wants to, she wants to grow up as her whole thing. So incredible. I'll put Jerry Maguire child as the Page of Water. It's a dreamer, <laughs> sensitive, I don't know a lot about this kid, but I did enjoy Stuart Little. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to call this kid Stuart Little. Stuart Little is there. And then that makes the War of the Worlds kids um, the page of exploration or the page of wands, which is exploration, excitement, freedom. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, they go through a lot. <laughs> yeah. War of the Worlds stressed. kids. War of the Worlds awesome. kids. We've got the pages down. We've got the pages down. I'm feeling good about that. Now, I want to go back up to the Major Arcana. I feel like that's going to be difficult. Uh, so once again, different from your traditional deck of cards, um, there are, how many is this? There are like 20 or so Major Arcana um, that represent very big, scary concepts. Uh, I want to go ahead and start us off with, I think, one of the most well-known tarot cards, and I could be wrong here, uh, but the Fool. Uh, so innocence, new beginnings, recklessness. And I have a pitch. I have a pitch for the fool. Okay. And that is the outsiders. I don't care which outsider, but I want one of them in there. Just any of them? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I feel Cruise like Tom Cruise. The outsiders. I mean, yes. If we're, you know, based on the prompt of this. Um, but like most Tom Cruise movies, I don't really remember Tom Cruise in it. I mostly remember the others. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, we can we can just say the outsiders, um, and it could be like we could be more specific and say like Rob Lowe from the Outsiders. I like but... Rob Lowe. Big fan of Rob Lowe. Did you know he I was like... in the Outsiders? I did know that. Yeah. Oh. And I like the direction of this tarot deck, which currently would be Rob Lowe, Nicole Kidman, and some children. And Renee Zellweger. Renee um, Zellweger. Okay. We'll go down, let's try to go down the line. Um, the Magician, which has to do with trickery, illusions, manifestation. Tom Cruise has n not played a magician ever. He played a vampire once and a mummy once. I feel like you gotta go for the mummy. Um, it's I feel like with the themes of like you know rebirth coming back to life. I feel like that kind of that matches the illusions, the trickery. Who played in the new mummy? Who is the bad guy that was a lady? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. I, it was. It, I feel like it was a musician, honestly. Um, I don't remember. Honestly, my new goal for this is to go through this and not put Tom Cruise on here once. <laughs> sure. My side quest. Oh, I clicked on the wrong mummy. Uh, I clicked on the 99 mummy. Okay, um, I feel like we got to keep going. We are going to run out of time. I'm just going to tentatively put the mummy is the magician. And I feel like that fits. Let's, wait, wait. 
let's put because I know I know I know one person from the Mummy. Let's put Jake Johnson from the Mummy. Love Jake Johnson. Love his works. Love that he's not Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's okay. That this has become the new goal is other characters from within just, Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, and I think once we have the full deck, it'll just shape what is Tom Cruise's life. <laughs> oh, now now let's jump through. Okay, so Empress, we have Renee Zellweger, Jerry Maguire. Um, so each of these has like a, a male counterpart. So whatever, patriarchy, we love to see it. So we have the Empress. So who's the Emperor? Emperor. emperor. That's a hard word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... Okay. Fatherhood, I tyranny. Fatherhood, tyranny is, is making Authority. me... It's, Show it's me the me... money. I worry it's Jerry Maguire. I worry that we have to break our rule so I, soon. Okay. I, I think it could be Jerry Maguire, but I don't think it is. Um, I think it's probably Jack Nicholson in Few Good Men. Done. I'm sold. I'm there. Yeah. I'm going to let you type these things. Okay. Um, okay. So with that, I'm uh, going to jump to the, the Hierophant. So that is um, a religious figure... Uh, the counter to the high priestess. This is uh, tradition, conformity, morality. Um, also, mm-hmm, a, a tricky authority figure. Probably then I would go Meryl Streep from Lions for Lambs as a counter, as, as the, the distinct opposite from Nicole Kidman and Eyes Wide Shut. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I would say. Perfect. <laughs> I'd love to see it. And then we get Meryl Streep in here fairly early. Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay. let's just put, let's plan to put her on here a couple of times. Is she in multiple Tom Cruise movies? No, or is she just, just the in the one. one? All right. If I can find somewhere else to put Meryl Streep. Um, she's like a journalist in that one. So if there's a writer sort of thing, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out here right now. There is one mm-hmm. Tom Cruise movie with a literal devil. And I think that that one has to be the devil. Yeah. I, I would agree. Now, could I tell you which Tom Cruise movie features the actual devil? I don't know. Are we talking about like Paradise Lost? Like the devil? I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Wait, is this the one with, um, is Tim Curry the devil? It's, it's Tim Curry. Ah, <laughs> uh, we Curry love to from see Legend. it. Love okay. to see it. If we were, because if we were doing um, Tom Cruise characters, then the devil would, of course, be Stacy Jacks from uh, Rock of Ages. But yeah. we're not doing Tom Cruise characters, so I'm going to put off to the side Stacy Jacks just as a note. Um, now, this is a test of me and my Scientology knowledge. I feel like at some point there was a wife of his that escaped from Scientology. True or false? That's all, all of the wives who he's left. All two of them. All three of them. Two, okay, man. Okay, because I want to say it like Hanged Man, um, another very popular tarot card, uh, kind of like the release and like escaping something and like being a martyr. I Ooh. feel like the culmination of ex-wives might, um, be, might be martyrs. Yeah, heck, let's do it. Tom's ex-wives. <laughs> Tom's ex-wives, the Hanged Man. Okay. Amazing. Now, does Tom Cruise have a name for a motorcycle? Does he have a motorcycle that he favors? 
in none of his movies does he have a motorcycle that he has named. No, there are, if you're thinking of the chariot, I am. Um, there are a couple iconic vehicles from Tom Cruise movies. Um, there is his race car um, from Days of Thunder. There are his airplanes uh, when he is Maverick. There's this airplane <sighs> in American Maid. And there are his cars when he is Jack Reacher. He has a Camaro. Um, Don't, yeah. We, I think that it's going to have to be the Top Gun plane who, and I know that there's probably a name to that plane. It's, I could not tell you. The Top not Gun plane. A, not a clue. Top Gun plane that, is the chariot. That's the one that most matches with the themes of aggression. So. Yeah. Uh, now, The Lovers is tricky because um, it can represent harmony as well as, uh, you know, disharmony, one-sidedness, a broken relationship. Um, and Ooh. we have already put Tom Cruise's ex-wives on here. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And and we've featured Tom Cruise's ex-wife here. Um, what is the, who does he date in Interview with a Vampire? He technically doesn't date anyone. However, Who is he in a domestic partnership with? That's Brad Pitt. Um, yeah, so we're putting Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise there, and I'm not even going to hear your side of it. Wow. <laughs> that is, mm-hmm. You know, that's, I, I'm fine with that. I'm 100%. I was going to suggest that. I was going to actually suggest Brad Pitt, Christian Slater, even though they're not really lovers at all, but we Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise there. are. I've never seen the film. Oh, you but, should. But you, You'd like that You're right. Brad Pitt, Christian Slater, The Lovers. <laughs> Amazing. And I'm just going to put Vampire because I don't want to write the whole movie Good. out. Okay. Oh, there's so many. Now we're getting into some abstract concepts. we got about 15 concepts. minutes left. We, yeah. we, we, can, we got this. We got this. Remember at the beginning of this when Connor was like, oh, we can get through 72 cards with distinct definitions in half an hour? <laughs> Well, we see how, how far we get. Let's let's do the major arcana first. If we run into other any other that makes sense for minor, then we'll do it. Um, Amazing. Let's do justice. 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 Cause. Effect. Clarity. Truth. And here's the problem: we already put Jack Nicholson. No, no, no. Jack, Nichol- Jack Nicholson's the liar in that one. We can put oh. Kevin Bacon from that. Um, who, who gets to shout? You can't handle the truth. Um, that is Jack Nicholson because okay. he's not, he's lying. That's what he. So put Kevin Bacon on there. Kevin Bacon is a lawyer in that one. Um, Justice. Uh, good. Amazing. I, w- w- there's also several other films where he plays, a, where Tom Cruise plays a lawyer, but I don't think that's as, where if we're not putting Tom Cruise on here, then we're not going to put his work in the firm on here. <laughs> okay. I really like that Tom Cruise isn't on here. <laughs> um. For strength, can we put? I don't remember the actor's name. Um, the guy from The Last Samurai, yeah, and just put the guy it's, from The Last Samurai. It's Ken Watanabe. Little. It's Ken oh, Watanabe. You should know Ken Watanabe's name. I should, yes, he is strength, he's for sure strength, bravery, oh. compassion, focus, amazing. I think Hermit is also fun. Honestly, here's my pitch for Hermit. It's Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot about him. But I imagine him as a very lonely person. You had a Stanley Kubrick expert on earlier on this podcast. I, I, I am not that person. I wouldn't put Stanley Kubrick as the Hermit, I don't think. I think maybe 
maybe something in the the minor arcana, like way down the line, he might. What are these temperance? <laughs> Extremes, excess, lack of balance. Finding that's reversed meaning. temperance. It's not the literal definition of temperance. Okay, may we can? I, I think we can put him as as temperance because of his his constant search to find meaning in in everything that he's doing. So, mm-hmm. um, Stanley Kubrick, uh, the hermit though. Because of like isolation and loneliness, I want to say that it's one of the robots from Oblivion that just like Ooh. roams out on their own. Because they like just like that. vibe. Um, yeah. I would say Tom Cruise from Oblivion because that is one where he is like isolated. Um, we aren't listing Tom Cruise. But since we're not listing Tom Cruise, it's one of the robots from Oblivion. Death has to be um, Emily Blunt from Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I support that. Um, she comes back day in and uh, day out. Mm-hmm. The Wheel of Fortune, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to call that the Mission Impossible franchise. It is a cycle that Tom cannot escape from, no matter how old he is, how feeble he may become. The Mission Impossibles will not stop. <laughs> the fact that he's almost 60. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, okay. So now we're at a fun one. So the tower is literally the worst card you can get in tarot. It's a very stressful, like your whole life is about to get messed up card. And my pitch for that is just the Church of Scientology. I don't hate that. I I don't hate that as a thing. Either that or Guido the Pimp from Risky Business. (laughs) I don't think I'm fine with either of <laughs> The Church of Scientology slash Guido the Pimp Risky Business. I, I, should I watch Risky Business for the first time in my life with such compelling characters? <laughs> I don't think so. Such rich, fleshed out. <laughs> yep. Um, in such Ugh. compelling story. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you may notice that uh, justice and judgment are separate from one another. Who do you think is a judgmental force in Tom's life? Um, a judgmental force? I'm trying to think of who, because he has several movies in court, but um, nobody really plays a judge specifically. Um, make fun of him for being blonde and collateral. Anybody who just makes a comment on his stupid hair. I don't know. I don't even know. I, I like it. I like him blonde. Um, I, I Honestly, he's, he, he looked good blonde. Not going to lie. Judgment, I think, could be... Oh, God. This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one for me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like doubt, self-loathing. I think the son has to be Cuba Gooding Jr. From... Okay. Uh, Jerry Maguire. I love that. <laughs> that didn't so then, help us with judgment at all. No, it didn't help us with... We'll, we'll circle back to judgment. So, okay. Cuba Gooding Jr. is the sun. The counter to the sun, the moon. Um, I honestly want to put one of those chaotic characters from the Tim Curry movie that I keep forgetting the name of. Oh, Legend? Um, Legend. 
because he does also have several movies about dreams. So I might be inclined to put either Penelope Cruz or um, Cameron Diaz from, oh, uh, what's it called? Vanilla Sky here uh, for unconscious. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Yeah, Penelope Cruz. We made her on here. Who at the time was um, dating Tom Cruise. Uh, How did you say it like that? (laughs) It's like you're emphasizing that there might be a different cruise, as if there would be a reason to talk about literally any other human being on this show. Sure. You know, I got to emphasize that the cruise is dating. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so now we have the star, judgment, and the world left in the major arcana. Judgment's just, it's tricky. Lack of self-awareness is what's getting me. Um, It could be... You know what? I think we should put Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder as judgment. (laughs) Simply Uh because of the blackface. Just, yeah, yeah, based on the fact that part of judgment is lack of (laughs) self-awareness. Just a reckoning yeah that checks out yeah um i like that we have the juniors back to back cuba gooding and robert downey um nice um the world fulfillment completion um this is too dark i literally my first thought upon reading that was when tom cruise inevitably dies it's too dark (laughs) when it's all dark when it's all finally over um uh i don't think that's it i don't think that's it chief where he dies um not really he doesn't die a whole lot except for in of course edge of tomorrow where he dies every five minutes um he doesn't die in night and day that's completion goodness gracious trying to think of like fulfillment like ones where characters like because i can think like if if it were the opposite of that i would say like like valkyrie where they're trying to kill hitler um but they fail they fail though so you know what we can say we we can say julianne huff from uh rock of ages i think that that makes a ton of sense i like that okay okay Honestly, in the, and then with that, I would like to throw in Russell Brand from Rock of Ages for the star. Hope, yeah. faith, rejuvenation. I feel like he does some drugs in there. I feel like that's a little rejuvenation. Yeah. Um, I remember so little about this film. It's Connor. wild. Okay, we have six minutes left. Do we want to try and get... Let, let's, let's try to do the knights of each of these. So the Knight of Wands is action, adventure, fearlessness. Oh my God, that's just Tom Cruise. Ah. I know. Okay, no. Here's the thing. I think that you should put Tom Cruise, and I think that since we have so many remaining ones, my pitch is that I have a, uh, a tarot deck with me, and that you name a Tom Cruise character, and I pull one randomly, and we see if that lines up, and we see if tarot is real. And magic is alive. And if I'm a witch. Oh goodness. Okay. So I'll I'll name I'll name a character then um from one of the movies. It doesn't have to be Tom. Um we're gonna go with Paul Newman from Color of Money. 
Paul Newman, Color of Money. Okay, so tell me what happens to Paul Newman in Color of Money, and we're so, just going to see if this deck shoots a card out. Sure. So, so Paul Newman in Color of Money is an old pool hustler. He actually he won an Oscar oh. for the role. <gasps> you um, said that? All right, Connor. No, no, no. Here's the thing. This is why we got to believe in magic and my inability to shuffle cards. This is why it's a radio show and not a video, because you said old pool hustler. And what jumps out except for the six of swords? So now let's go down okay. to our spreadsheet, read our Transition. little details. Leaving behind, moving on. That's actually very perfect because he's looking to stop being a pool hustler. That's his whole thing in the movies. He wants to move on. Emotional baggage, unresolved. It, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Paul Newman. <laughs> amazing. Um, six of swords. Okay. Amazing. A, okay. Wit, a rich, let's, fleshed out character. Let's do Guido the going. Pimp. Let's let's actually. You know the pimp. Or wait, no, we have Guido the pimp. Let's do. Let's do the. I mean, but what if he is a more fleshed out character than his name would suggest? (laughs) He's really not. Let's do Shelley Long from Losing It, um, who is the the middle aged woman that Tom Cruise loses his virginity to in that movie. It can't be her only character details. She um, wants to divorce her husband, so she goes to Tijuana um because it was the 50s and it was illegal it's a terrible movie it's so bad shelly long what is what is the movie uh losing it (laughs) shelly long oh no no okay right all right the one that fell out this time with once again with me saying oh no ten of swords so we're heavy in the swords here (laughs) heavy in the swords the ten of swords failure (laughs) collapse (laughs) defeat shelly long Losing it. Oh um, no. Okay. That sucks. Can't get worse. <laughs> Can't get worse than that. Um, we have about three minutes. I think we can do two more. Here um, we go. Speed round. Okay. Uh, uh, Flanagan from Cocktail. I don't know the character's Flanagan name. I don't know Cocktail. the actor. That's fine. An Australian bartender um, who kills himself. Um, oh no. <laughs> what is Tom Cruise doing with these? Oops. All right, we have the reversed King of Swords. This is a sword-heavy bunch. For the King of Swords, head over heart. Manipulative, and... cruel. Oh, that Let's is true, out. though. That is that does that does check out. Um, <laughs> because That's he um, he like tricks Tom Cruise into cheating on his girlfriend. It's a whole thing. Oh. Um, okay, let me let me let me pick another one. We, we've got. I one think that more. we should just do Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, I I we I I don't know. We have no Tom Cruise so far. Okay. Let's, oh goodness, I have to pick a good one. How about Rain Man from Rain Man? Rain Man, the aforementioned title character, Rain Man. Raymond Babbitt is his character's actual name, but like good old Rain Man is what we know him as. Rain Man. Different. Uh, that's different. That is different and might be copyrighted. Copywritten? Copyrighted. I don't think it's copywritten. Oh. Rain Man. Oh, we have the star. So it is in the major arcana. We probably did assign that to somebody. No, we, we assigned it to Russell Brand from Rock of Ages. <laughs> Try again. Try again. <laughs> Actually, no. I like Rain Man there better. Let's do Russell Brand. <laughs> We have, Let's do Russell. All right, really quickly, speed round. Minute. Russell Brand. One minute. Where's Russell, Russell Brand, Brand from Rock of Ages? Rock of Ages. Russell Brand, Rock of Ages. Or maybe just Russell Brand in life. I don't really know what he's up to. 
Not a lot you know recently. That he... he had a he had a stand up special. It was fine. Yeah, I know that he went sober. Has a YouTube channel. I actually know more about Russell Brand than I thought. Oh God. Okay. Oh man. Okay, that's Major Arcana again. Okay, speed run. All right. Just, They're all over seconds. my computer now. <laughs> I, that, how did I pull the Six of Swords again? That's wild. that might just be my tarot deck trying to tell me something. It very well could be. Damn it! That's Major Arcana again. Show me who Russell Brandt. Show me who he really is. Queen of Cups. <laughs> Queen of Cups. Um, compassion, calm, comfort. That's so true. His the the whole movie. Russell Brand is comforting Alec Baldwin, uh, and it ends with a passionate embrace and a kiss. And with that, three, two, one, our mission is done. There we go. I'll be honest. It did feel impossible. I feel like you did give us an impossible task. And you know what? I feel like we tried our hardest. Well, <laughs> with that, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'd say we we solidly, we got the Major Arcana down. We completed our impossible mission to the best of our ability. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll be back with a synopsis, fast facts, fun facts, and a data breakdown after a song break so stay tuned after this and we are back you're listening to radio DePaul. i'm connor mudd and this is tom talks and we're going to go into a synopsis fast facts fun facts and data breakdown for mission impossible ghost protocol let's start with the synopsis imf agent trevor hannaway is killed in budapest by assassin sabine moreau who takes his file containing russian nuclear launch codes so she can give them to a man known only as cobalt IMF agent Ethan Hunt has purposely become incarcerated in a Moscow prison to acquire Bogdan, a source of information on Cobalt. With the help of Jane Carter, Hanoi's handler, and newly promoted field agent Benji Dunn, Hunt and Bogdan make their escape. IMF tasks Hunt to infiltrate the Kremlin to gain more information on Cobalt. During the mission, an insider broadcasts the IMF team about a supposed detonation, thereby alerting the Kremlin police. Hunt's team aborts the mission just as a bomb destroys much of the Kremlin. Carter and Dunn escape, but Hunt is captured by SVR agent Anatoly Sidorov and charged with destroying the Kremlin. Hunt escapes and meets with the IMF secretary in Moscow on other business. The secretary tells Hunt that the president had initiated ghost protocol, disavowing IMF, but secretly orders Hunt to continue to pursue Cobalt. Sidorov's forces catch up to Hunt, and the secretary is killed. Hunt escapes along with the secretary's aide and intelligence analyst William Brandt. Brandt is able to identify Cobalt as Kurt Hendricks, a Swedish-born nuclear Russian strategist who seeks to start a nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia. Hendricks used the Kremlin bombing to cover up his theft of a Russian launch control device and is now planning a trade with Moreau at the Burj Khalifa in Dubai to gain the required launch codes. The team travels to Dubai. On the 119th floor of the hotel, they create deceptions using their various gadgetry and disguises to make Moreau believe that she is meeting with Hendricks and vice versa when, in fact, they are interacting with the IMF team. Moreau discovers the deception, and in the ensuing chaos, Hendricks manages to escape with the launch codes, evading Hunt's pursuit in the midst of a dust storm. As Moreau tries to escape, she is knocked out of a window by Carter and falls to her death. 
Brand accuses Carter of doing this as retribution for Moreau's murder of Hannaway, thus compromising the mission. But Hunt recognizes that Brandt has also been keeping secrets from them, having shown combat skills atypical of a mere analyst. Hunt leaves to meet with Bogdan to get more information on Hendricks, while Brandt tells the others that he has been assigned to secretly protect Ethan and his wife, Julia, in Croatia. Julia had been killed by a hit squad, and Brandt feels responsible for Ethan's loss, which is why he stopped being a field agent. Bogdan directs Ethan towards Mumbai, where Hendricks is set to negotiate with Indian billionaire entrepreneur Brijnath to gain control of an obsolete Soviet military satellite. The IMF team splits up to stop Hendricks. Carter sexually seduces Nat to get the satellite override code, while Hunt Brant and Dunn try to stop Hendricks from using Nat's broadcast station. They are too late as Hendricks has sent the launch codes to a Russian Delta III-class nuclear submarine to fire a single missile at San Francisco, and they disable the computer systems. Brant and Dunn race to get the systems back online to send the override code, while Hunt pursues Hendricks, eventually having a brutal brawl with him face-to-face in an automated car park. Hendricks, with the launch device, jumps to his death moments before the missile is set to land. Hunt then uses one of the cars and takes a dangerous fall to use the device. He barely disables the missile before it strikes. Sidorov, who has followed IMF from Dubai to Mumbai, arrives and realizes that the IMF is innocent of the Kremlin bombing. The team meets in Seattle after Ethan accepts a new mission from Luther Stickel. Brandt confesses to Ethan about his failure to protect Julia. Ethan, however, reveals that her death and the murder of Serbians were part of a plot to give her a new identity and enable Ethan to infiltrate the prison. A relieved Brandt happily accepts his next mission and becomes an agent once again. Meanwhile, Julia arrives at the harbor. Ethan and Julia gaze at each other, smiling from afar before Ethan departs for his next mission. This is a pretty good one. Honestly, it's, it is the first of the modern Mission Impossibles. Um, meaning it, it doesn't have a number in its title because the first three are Mission Impossibles 1, 2, and 3. And then they started giving subtitles. So this is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, and it starts the trend of having those other titles. And honestly, it's excellent. The stunt work in this is phenomenal. Tom Cruise, you know, hanging off the side of the Burj Khalifa, running through a dust storm. The effects and the, the stunt work is all just excellent in it, uh, which puts it towards the top of a lot of people's list uh, when it comes to the Mission Impossible movies. Everyone sort of likes Ghost Protocol. It's not anyone's favorite, but it is towards the top of people's list. Um, We'll go into some fast facts for it. Uh, It is directed by Brad Bird, who I talked about a little bit earlier with Tori, um, who also directed The Incredibles uh, and Ratatouille and Iron Giant. He's a big name in Pixar and a big name in Animated, and this is his uh, live action debut and he did a pretty good job honestly he he did well for not typically directing live action it's written by josh applebaum and andre namek who worked together a lot and they also wrote uh the teenage mutant ninja turtles movies the recent ones uh you know with megan fox and the like and they're also writing beverly hills cop four so they get tapped for sequels a lot and uh you know, campy action movies. Uh, in the cast, it's a, it's a fairly solid international cast. So 
Um, Benji is played by Simon Pegg of the Cornetto trilogy and Star Trek and a few episodes of Archer too. Uh, I love Benji. Benji's probably my favorite Mission Impossible character. Jane is played by Paula Patton from Precious and Deja Vu and Hitch. Brant is played by Jeremy Renner from Hurt Locker and the Avengers and the not-so-hit movie Tag, also featuring John Hamm and Hannibal Burris. It's a weird movie. Uh, not a great one, not gonna lie. Uh, Hendrix is played by Michael Nyquist, who is in John Wick and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo and Abduction also. Sidorov is played by a Russian actor by the name of, of Vladimir Moshkov, who is in Behind Enemy Lines and Three Seconds, which is a Russian basketball drama. It looks so fun. Honestly, I need to watch it, even though I don't, of course, speak Russian. Bridge Nath is played by Anil Kapoor, who is in Slumdog Millionaire and the, the 24 remake, the, the Indian 24 remake. And then Sabine Moreau is played by um, Leah Sadout, who is an action movie assassin all the time, pretty much. Um, she was an assassin in a James Bond movie, Spectre. She's also in Midnight in Paris and The Lobster because uh, she's French, so she's in uh, movies with French people in them. But uh, her as an assassin is fairly common in action movies. Let's go. Let's talk some. Let's talk some fun facts. Um, Tom actually did dangle off of the Burj Khalifa in this one. This wasn't some studio effect. He was seventeen hundred feet in the air, dangling from the side of the world's tallest building. Yeah, it was a, a fairly solid movie. Um, we can go to a little bit of a data breakdown. It's pretty much a run-of-the-mill Mission Impossible. I give it straight 15s in all categories. The categories, of course, being enjoyment, engagement, quality, iconography, Tom Cruise factor. Straight 15s in all categories except for Tom Cruise factor. And because it's a Mission Impossible, it has to get a 20 in Tom Cruise factor. So uh, out of a, a compound score of a possible 100, it got an 80. A fairly solid film, 80 out of 100. And I, I would recommend it, 100%. Very fun to watch. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in next week for Rock of Ages. And as always, stay gold, pony boy.